0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Gordo Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. You know, they they say uh, it is possible to have too much of a good thing, and I have to say... This anime season, I'm getting a lot of, uh,
1: good things that I would normally like.
2: <laughs> to the point a where... A lot of, uh, your brand of bullshit.
0: Yes. The
1: definitions of good in this state are loose.
2: So, uh,
0: you know, I, I me being a fan of lighthearted anime comedies, uh, You're we have a lot of them. this season. <laughs> yeah, we have, we have a lot of them this season, uh, and it's to the point where it's almost getting overwhelming, but, uh... <laughs> I'm having fun. I don't know if uh, how you, how you all are feeling about it.
1: Yeah, we're just waiting for the incest twist in one of them to drop, so you uh, can call the uh, call the competition a bit. Um,
0: we we might have had one of those some in here already. So <laughs> oh. that's possibly two, depending on how you want to define incest. Oh my. Anyway, great way to start the podcast. Definitions of incest
1: in this state are loose. <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> great way to start the podcast. That's anime, baby. Uh, so yeah, we are we are um, at the three episode test for a lot of these shows, so uh-huh. I think we're, you know, these are the, the, the make or break moments. Indeed. We'll really be locking in what we're going to be watching for the rest of the season, so mm-hmm. well, let's get into it. Before we do that, we'll introduce everybody. I'm Jell. I'm joined by Iroh. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. Still with us. Uh, we're joined by G. What's good, everybody? And for this episode, we have Aqua.
1: Finally. The moment everyone was looking for.
0: Yes. Aqua looking makes... For,
1: looking forward to... Yeah, whatever. <laughs> moment
0: of truth. Aqua reappears once again. Ob-
1: obligatory obligatory once per season cameo appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm so like, I'm um, like the Pontiac Bandit from Brooklyn Nine Nine. My episode <laughs> is the one everyone looks forward to every season.
2: <laughs> yeah, we gotta we gotta put that we gotta start including that in the tags for the podcast, just so people know <laughs> which ones right. to look out for. Alright.
0: All right. Well, let's get into talking to some anime. Uh, we have some leftover new shows that either mm-hmm. weren't out or I hadn't gotten to before last episode that we can kick things off with. Um, I'm just going to so, uh, preemptively warn everyone now that we'll probably not be talking about any of these shows next time. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's not true. One of them is good. One of them is good. Okay, okay. Uh, felt
2: like he had to do his due diligence
0: which here. Which one? I'm looking at but the which list one is I'm like,
3: Which one is good? Yeah, it's us uh, so let's,
0: let's start by talking about uh, Summertime Render or Summertime Rendering. I've seen it officially both mm-hmm, ways.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. The, this it's is about one a, it's of... about 3D artists like Shirobako? Yeah, I was just about to say
1: summertime <laughs> rendering is when the sun initially appears in the sky as like an hexagon and then it slowly becomes round.
0: <laughs> uh, if, if only were it were that simple. Um, this is one of the other, or I should say the other high profile Disney Plus release. Uh, oh boy. The so, currently so it's fun only, for the whole family. Currently only officially available in Japan on Disney Plus, but anyway... Uh, this is the one, if you may recall from our preview show, it was, like, small town, isolated island, psychological thriller type. Yeah, I mean,
2: this is often a a pretty solid premise to work from. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so the, the, the general idea is that there's this dude that grew up on this tiny island in Japan, small town, small island town, And uh, he was adopted by some family friends, and when he got old enough, he moved away, and now it's like a year or two later, he's being called back because one of his adopted sisters has apparently uh, died in a drowning accident, and he's coming back for the funeral. And that's Uh. where the the show kicks off, and, you know, everything... uh, Appears normal at first on the surface, but then you know some weird things start happening behind the scenes, and he has to investigate mm-hmm. what's going on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure, great. I'll, this sounds work is, with that, is this
3: right? like a is this like a visual novel? Well,
0: <laughs> it very much feels
3: right because like, like, I feel it's... like I feel like this is what I don't know anything about. Uh, Umineko when they cry or whatever. But yeah, feel it, like it, it feels very much that, like I'm like, isn't this what they're talking about? I like mean, Ero, it's more like, like yeah.
2: I mean, honestly, it's more like what you're talking about is like, has this show and Umineko and all of those other things, have they ever seen a Japanese horror movie in their <laughs> life? And <laughs> OK, that is sort of the inciting. Right, yeah, sure. Well, foundation I, I will here. say
0: before we get too deep into that, I will say it did. Very much give me like mid two thousands, early two thousands visual novel
3: vibes. Right, right. Uh-huh. Like it, it
1: feels more like okay. not the like umineko kind of visual novel, but the like, like you know the the other kind of visual novel.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm thinking the ones where they stuff in sex scenes for no reason, just right to sell copies. Right. Oh. Uh, but it is to be not clear. It's actually... This is an
2: ad- This is an adaptation of a manga. Right? Yeah, this is actually <laughs> a manga adaptation, but it does <laughs> okay. feel like
0: that. But to before we get too deep into trashing this thing, I will say, um, and this is always this is always way more disappointing when this happens. But they were doing really good for like the first two thirds of the episode. Ah, they had you uh, in the first half,
3: huh? They dragged you in. <laughs>
0: so like, it has this really like top notch cinematic presentation. Hmm. Um. The, the characters were pretty good, like they, they, the everything felt pretty natural, because I mean, they're dealing with heavy stuff, because I mean, he's coming mm. back because his sister essentially drowned, right? Right. And, and, you know, they start building up this sort of like creepy mystery thing in the background, and you're like, alright, you know what? Um, I, I, I'm into this. I and mean, that then, premise is
2: fun, like, a premise yeah. alone, I probably would have checked this out if I hadn't heard you know, <laughs> we, uh, what everybody what, what everybody else said about it so
0: <laughs> so then what then things start to go down a bit and like at one point this old dude just shows up and just tells them everything that's happening
3: uh, like so and, and it's not it even like mysterious mystery out not, it's not
0: even like mysterious old man it's like it's just some old guy they know on eye the, like they knew who he was uh, like, right on because the often
2: in that premise you will local. have yeah. yeah you'll have like the weird old man or woman who like speaks cryptically and no the, the protagonists don't initially understand what they're saying and it's only in like the final act where they're like my god the old man knew all well along or something
0: uh-huh. or the old so, man
1: was me from the future or something <laughs> like yeah so so
0: i'll'll I'll fly the spoiler flag from this point uh, I'm sure you guys uh-huh. don't care. The, yeah. uh, the old man just shows up and he's like, "Oh yeah, so there's these like doppelgangers of everybody on the island and they're killing people." And dang, you know, I hate to see it. Better watch out if you see somebody that looks like you because they're probably going to try to kill you. And there's no further like, like explanation. Just from
3: what you just said, that's I feel like that's something you could draw out for a, quite a while and have yeah. right, be like, interesting, you... tense. Right? Yeah. So, like, look, so they actually. Wanna,
2: like, be, yeah, armchair writer here, but it's like that could that could be a pretty ch- good chilling premise for like a psychological thriller, right? Is like out of the corner of your eye, you see someone who Just looks exactly like you, exactly, but you're not quite sure, right? Or like, maybe exactly like your dead, or or yeah, sister, your dead sister, yeah. or like, but there's like one detail that's off, right? I mean, and, and like, and
0: here's the thing, they were doing that already. Oh, oops! <laughs> like oh, they God were already it. like setting that up does this fall like, into
2: the anime problem of like the writers weren't confident enough that the the viewers would understand god and so just put it out no there i don't open. i don't i
0: don't think it, i don't think it was that because what happens after that is Uh-oh. they uh, okay. proceed to uh be murdered by one of the doppelgangers oh and uh dude wakes up back at the beginning of the episode because it's a time loop oh, oh it's baby. also
1: a
2: time loop <laughs> oh my god anime. you gotta love it
0: stop hit me if you've heard of... this one before
2: <laughs> god damn it. hit all of you like modern day oh. supernatural thriller tropes in one go seek a way
3: out uh. so
0: so it's no longer really becomes like a mystery thing and it's more like a i have to solve how to stop this or whatever and just like i don't i don't want another time loop I'm so tired of time travel. I'm so tired of like I don't know. Like all the things that I feel like they just totally like erased all the things I was enjoying up until that part of the episode. And I'm like, you
2: know what? I'm done. Time loops are hard to do. Like a like a good time yeah. loop story is actually fairly difficult to do because
3: yeah. I do like time loops, but they, like I do are too, often, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I but will point all... out
0: um one last kind of this is sort of final nail in the coffin type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also fitting the vibe of a mid-2000s, early-2000s, aero-gay type situation. There's a lot of, like, weird, like, completely random fan stuff. Oh, man. <laughs> so, like, the beginning of the time loop is the dude, like, on the ferry to the island, and, like, something right. happens where he jumps out of his seat and smashes his face in the boobs of the girl and the other uh-huh. side of the aisle.
3: Uh, <sighs> so every time it loops
1: again, he wakes up, it does the same yes. thing. So he oh, uh, oh
3: and then drops
1: the He loops beer. all yes. the time and every time he sees panties twice, the world will explode. Yes. Th- there was God.
0: another, yeah, oh there were there are other shots, there are a lot of <laughs> panty shots and stuff too that they work in for no reason. I
1: almost feel
2: like <laughs> as, as crass as point. that is, done well, you could do some really funny like Groundhog Day like joke bit with that, right? <laughs> Where like by the sixth time it happens, he just doesn't care. Like, oh, I'm sure that's... he's just stone face, planting his face into those boobs, and then just moves on with like zero reaction. Okay, like, so mm. I,
0: I the one thing the the only wild card left because I only watched the first episode. Yeah, they don't tell you in the first episode whether he remembers what happens or not.
2: Oh, okay. it's ambiguous.
0: So that's like the only other factor, and that I'm sure. It. And by now, episode's two out, so people know. But I don't know. I didn't watch it, so I don't know or okay. care.
2: Well, it- Doesn't sound like it has a solid enough foundation to follow, even if, like... Even if there might be aspects of this mystery that are interesting, it seems like there's just not enough going on here to...
1: Wouldn't it be worse if he didn't retain his memories? Because then you'd watch him just doing the same shit over and over again.
2: Yeah, with that type of time loop, then it kind of depends on, like, the nature of, like... I mean, it
1: just becomes endless eight, like... (laughs) Right, and then the tension
2: is, like, what, like... Smidget, like what, what? What like what? Butterfly f- flap? What yes. Yeah. What, what yeah. faint traces can they remember between right. loops? But like,
0: or you could like have it so he remember he remembers certain pieces or something. You know, yeah, and there's ways you could do it, but or five that's already probably more
2: behind or something. But
0: that's already probably more thought I want to put further into the show. Yeah. So anyway, well, too bad. just just oh, telling yes. everybody because it does look it it did like it was interesting. It sounded interesting. They were doing good, and just I. I was not on board by the end. All right. Yeah, well. Let's... What about uh, the next one on the list? <laughs> yeah. let's, let's move on to uh, Dance, Dance, Dancer. Uh-huh. Uh, excuse me The one... you mean
1: Dancer.
0: Dancer, I'm sorry. Oh, well, <laughs> me. I, did, I did take French in high school, actually. Um, <laughs> the, uh... This is the one that, if you squint, looks like uh, Welcome to the Ballroom. Um, sure. Oh boy! <laughs> but sure it is, okay. it is, uh, sure. it it is about ballet.
2: Can't can't evoke can't evoke dancing anime, and uh, yeah. So well, lightly. I mean, <laughs> they also
0: have like the weird long necks and stuff. That's oh, okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> more so than the dancing, I was thinking of the weird long necks.
2: Yeah, oh, fair okay. enough.
0: Um, so this was uh pretty good. Oh, yeah? Um, okay. so. Here's here's the here's the approach I'll take on this. There have been several shows recently where people have been praising them for taking on toxic masculinity and gender norms and whatnot. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I am looking at last season's uh, "My Dress Up Darling" and even this season, like uh, Shikimori is not just a cutie, for example. Right. Um. And I would say that if you enjoy those elements in those shows, which, um, I'll, I'll agree that they bring them up, <laughs> whether or not they do anything with them. They are
1: present. They exist.
2: <laughs> Sounds like the actual anime you should watch yes. is the 2021 darling Megalobox 2 Nomad. Well, oh goodness. yes.
0: And also, uh, Dance Dance Air seems to be right. a much better take on the toxic masculinity angle. I don't even know it's necessarily a new take or anything, but I appreciate that the the way they're so the way they're approaching this. And I'll I'll give the backstory. the The main kid, when he was like really little, like seven or eight or something like that years old, he he saw a ballet performance and got really into it and wanted to do ballet. But
1: cool.
0: as he was getting slightly older you know, other kids and people are like, oh, you know, boys can't do ballet or whatever.
1: His dad was like, ballet? You ought to be playing football.
0: Yeah. This is a
1: reference only British people will understand. (laughs) And,
0: um, you know, there was... There's this pressure because apparently his his dad, who passed away, used to be a Hong Kong movie martial arts stunt. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> right.
2: I mean, I don't know. That seems like a way cooler career path. I'm gonna be and, honest, not to be judgmental here. And his, <laughs> un- like, his I- uncle,
0: <laughs> his uncle teaches jiu jitsu, and they're like, why don't you go with your uncle and learn martial arts. And yeah, I up. would
2: say that too, to be honest. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just
3: wor- work with me I know what you're here.
2: saying. I'm just saying if my, you know, like if someone's like, oh yeah, your dad like hung out with Bruce Lee in Hong Kong back in the day. <laughs> that seems I, all right. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, th- they're not saying those things are bad. The point is like everyone's no, I know, like, I oh, know. because you are a boy, you should be doing yes. these things. And the kids are making fun of them, like, ooh, girls, only girls do ballet, you know. And, um... I think what I appreciate is rather than this like making him some sort of like ostracized loner or whatever, like he actually just buys into it. And you can see when they skip ahead a few years later, he's kind of like, <laughs> he's kind of a jerk. Like he's, <laughs> he's like, so, so he's, he's popular. He has a lot of friends. He's doing like soccer, he's doing his martial arts. Mm -hmm. Everybody loves him, but, you know, he's kind of a jerk. His friends are the class bullies. Like, he's Uh part of the class bullies. And, like, you know, he. the show then becomes, he has to, like, deprogram himself. (laughs) (laughs) And because he still, in his heart, he still wants to do ballet. But, like, he's been, after, Uh you know years sev- several years and he's still supposed to be pretty young he's still supposed to be like 14 or something sure but after a few years you know those are very impressionable years and after a Your few kids years are lengthy that,
2: for 14 year olds but...
0: <laughs> yeah um and so you know things change be because you know the the pretty girl in class takes an interest in him because he thinks mm-hmm. he, he would be good at ballet and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, she tries to get him to to study with her hot mom, who is a ballet instructor. And, um, yeah, so he has to kind of, like, undo the toxic masculinity rather than, like, I guess, deal with it from everybody else. And this kind of culminates with the, the latest episode, episode three, which I thought was pretty good, where the the kind of third main character because it's him, the girl, and then her like cousin who's like the ice cold dancing machine uh-huh. robot super guy
3: always super always got to have one yep.
0: yeah and and like his deal is like at the studio he's like super cool and intimidating but it's he doesn't know anything other than ballet so when he goes to school he's <laughs> the one that's, that's like getting bullied right right, right. he's the and, airhead. and this guy is a bully his friends are the bullies right. <laughs> And he's kind of, like, in this position where, like, he has to, like, decide, am I going to stand up for what I want to do with my life, or am I just going to keep playing along with everybody, and, and they handle that all really well, to the point where, at the end of the episode, he has to, like, basically, like, tell his friends, look, this is what I want to do, and, you know, they all cut him off. Like, they, they end with him showing him getting kicked out of the group chat. Um, Damn. Whoa. Yeah.
1: And The worst so... thing that can happen to a 14-year-old. You know, I,
0: I, I, th- I, don't know how much of that is going to be like a factor in the rest of the story. Like, I feel like maybe now from here on, once now that his head's clear, it's going to be more like a traditional, gamba ray my way to the top of a uh, ballet world
1: type right. of deal. Or they all get isekai'd and he will get a cheat skill that he will use to mm-hmm. show them all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but no, I, I mean, those those things sound pretty simple and straightforward, but I feel like they actually handled them when you watch it, like the way it's written, the way the characters are developed, like I feel like it was handled really well and not just like a topic that was sh- shoehorned in with, you know, whatever else the show is doing and uh, you know, not actually saying anything about it, which is yes, shots fired at those other two shows I mentioned. But <laughs> uh,
1: well, but yeah. It's admirable because they're not just doing it and doing it for like quote-unquote brownie pounds but points but also because they're not not making it to like the standard thing of like i need to overcome my you know my limitations and expectations and they actually address the the like what that means to him on a more fundamental level like i'm com- i'm comparing this to something like blue period which is also like this delinquent kid discovers his interest in something that is not seen as traditionally masculine in this case art but there it is just sort of used as a, like, standard shonen anime, overcome your limits and mm-hmm. achieve right. your dreams kind of thing. Whereas here, those limits he, have to, he has to overcome are at least somewhat acknowledged and play a role in his development, if that makes yeah. sense.
0: And I think this was a much more, like, realistic take on it, because, I mean, we're all kind of, because of the way society is, we're all kind of programmed that way, right? Like, mm-hmm. and you have to, like... And it, yeah, I you have to kind of deprogram yourself sometimes, right. and that's that's that. I feel like that is a much more realistic take, and it felt more natural to me than, um, you know, the way some other shows handle it. So it was definitely better than Blue Period. <laughs> I'll take shots at that show too. I'm I'm shooting at everybody today. Uh, what do you mean? So. My
1: problems can be solved by a manic pixie dream girl who's also than hot. This next show on our list.
0: All right, yes. So that that was good. I'd recommend checking that one out if that sounds interesting. Um, let's talk about a couple of cuckoos. Okay. So to refresh everyone's memory, this is the uh, anime comedy with the horrible premise, but I'm only watching it because it was written by the author of Yamada-kun and the Seven Witches. Oh, okay. Which also had a horrible ah, premise, right. but yes. turned out to be pretty good. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. Um, I would, did not enjoy this one as much as, uh, (laughs) her previous efforts.
2: sometimes that's how it goes.
0: (laughs) It's like you fly, you fly too close to the sun here, you're eventually gonna get burned. Uh, (laughs) This had, like, every misunderstanding that you could cram into an anime romantic comedy. Oh, wow. Into, I
1: mean... Like the the classic like harem romantic comedy is making a big comeback, isn't it? Like we have like the quintessential quintuplets and now this one as well, which are like the most like milk dosed possible like rom coms where a dude has a yeah. bunch of girls chasing after him.
0: Well, here's the thing. There there is some so okay. Let me I'll backtrack a little bit. the The thing I liked about Yamada Kun and the Seven Witches. Is that the main couple, and really all the characters were actually pretty well written and likable, and the main couple had like actual good chemistry together. Mm-hmm. Like, right. And, it, and even though it was like technically a, a harem
1: anime, it, it kind it's of it's a it's a Bakemonogatari where the main guy starts off with a girlfriend, uh, but other girls still try to get to do his best. <laughs> not even not even
0: that far. Like like he's really not like into the other girls at all. Like he, Bakemonogatari is like a whole other thing. But the, Just, like, the um,
3: supporting cast is all. Is all cute girls. They all happen to be yeah, yeah. cute
0: girls that are into him. But uh <laughs> <laughs> so, sucks. Yeah, so my I mean my point my point was uh, that, that that does carry over in this where I do kinda I do like the main characters. Um but the, the, the premise is just like so dumb. And there's so much like really stupid things you have to like wade through and ignore to get to the good stuff that it's not worth it. So, I'm going to try to, like, recap at least some of what's going on. Yeah, you've, cause, you
3: you've said this premise is bad a few times, but I don't know yeah. what the premise is. So,
0: there, there's, this, there's, this, there's this guy and a girl. Uh-huh, uh-huh,
3: uh-huh.
0: I'm going to try to remember this all. Revolutionary, tell me more. They, on the day they are born, they are accidentally switched at birth.
2: Oh, my. Right, this is coming back to me now. Yeah, okay.
1: The, okay.
0: <laughs> so, the guy...
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: was supposed to be born into this rich upper class family uh, and he okay. gets switched with this girl who's supposed to be born into this like mid to lower class family that are former where the parents are former delinquents. Okay. Like okay. they've got the 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 biker jackets and everything. Yeah. Um all right. and so okay. they get switched. Uh-huh. And so he 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 as he grows up, he is very like smart and studious and very reserved and he's like man it's almost like I don't belong in this family uh-huh, uh-huh. and you know what she's really more...
2: doing some nature versus nurture shit yeah here she she's, she's she's yeah. like
0: yeah and she's like very outgoing how, and she's like a social media that. star and <laughs> okay. all this anyway so they happen to meet one day on the street ah. and okay. uh you know this is uh, on the day
3: strangers, that. I Right? Yes,
0: total strangers. They meet like on a bridge, and you know, uh-huh. as you do in anime. Uh-huh, and uh-huh. Um, on the day that he is supposed to meet his new his real family, because apparently they figured out that there was a mix up at this point, and okay. he is they he is supposed to meet his real to family out. today, and she is supposed to meet the man she is betrothed to marry. Oh my! And can you guess?
3: Are both Ooh, of she's these betrothed the same to Mary. person? <laughs> By any Okay.
0: <laughs> so. Why would they... she
3: be betrothed to Mary? Oh, uh, because to keep it in the family, I see. Yes. Understood. So
0: they're like, well, you know, we, we had this mix up, and. How convenient for you us. Know, how can we all still be a family because, you know, we've we've grown up together for 16 years, you're just like my real family. Oh, what if you two just get married and then we'll all be one big family?
2: I don't think that's the solution, but,
0: And so now...
2: I'm looking at the manual here and it's like, well, it doesn't say a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> yes.
3: That's how you end up with a dictatorship. So. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: the the episode ends with them moving in together and now engaged to be married, uh, only to reveal that uh, well, he he actually has a crush on his uh, intellectual rival at school who mm, he's trying to get better grades than. And also, he oh, it I also ends that. it also ends with his uh, his now n- fake sister being, huh? I guess we're not really. Of oh,
1: man. Definition, oh, definitions of incest in this state are loose,
0: And there it is, folks. I told you <laughs> we we get to it. <laughs> we man. get to the
1: incest. <laughs> Why are we even
3: talking about this? Rip, off, oh. like, rip off the paper of Race the Whiteboard the yeah. we have gone zero days without a oh, not man. That's so good. That's so
2: good. I, I, I fucking... Oh, Fuck oh, man. me. And well, and perfect. Anyway. Like, that, that last detail is... <clears throat> The piece de resistance. Like, it's the cherry on top. It's. Yeah. You
3: could still, like, make this shit, like, right? I, I don't know. Like, okay. Sure so, there, like, there were.
0: I wanna, the, like I said, I there like were things I liked, but they do not outweigh all that no. I just went through. There's too much. Too much to ignore and just. Goodness, That's so funny.
1: Goodness. Yeah. <laughs> it really is like she took out a book that's like how to write a horror manga and like uh, opened up it up on a random page and be like the guy's little sister must have a crush I mean,
3: on it is this the equivalent of like how hear me out here for a while there shooters were all world war ii shooters yes right and then for <laughs> okay. a while they weren't and then now you know somebody puts out world war ii shooter and newer people enters New people who have uh, entered the hobby more recently will be like, "Wow, this is what a what a wacky novel setting." Uh, <laughs> this is like a,
1: this is what they call a boomer shooter, right?
3: It has
0: right, been a while since not, we. Know,
1: it's like,
3: yeah. I
0: mean,
2: this it's show does feel you're probably at least ten years wrong. old, right? Like you know, media is a revolving door, mm-hmm. and you're always getting new fans, right? Exactly. Like, it's a, it's a thing we talk about with Pokemon, right? There will always be a yeah. new generation of small children who want to collect monsters. Mm-hmm.
1: and There will always be a new generation of horny teens who want to fuck yes, their sisters.
2: exactly. <laughs> yes. Thank you for finishing that thought for me, Aqua, so I didn't have to say it out loud, because that's exactly where I was going.
0: Alright. I think on that note, we can move on.
2: Yes. Oh, Osana,
3: good! Just get an Osana Nachmey instead. Thank goodness! Thanks for saying this for that. We can move we, get to, on. we get to
2: move on to my so, favorite topic. That that that, Yay. that concludes
0: that concludes our, our new shows, and we're gonna bring get back some ones,
2: guys. It's time for <laughs> geopolitics.
0: Yes, the the geopolitics <laughs> power
2: <laughs> hour. <laughs> Are you oh ready for God. me to talk about the dangers of nationalism? Uh.
3: Let's, uh...
0: <laughs> we, we warned everybody last time this would be coming, so...
2: We're back, baby! Uh,
0: Let's talk about the return of, uh... Kyokai Senki, well, or whatever it's actually... Man, you guys
1: must borderline. be really excited about this show. <laughs> you can't keep a good pundit
3: down. Oh, my fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... What's,
0: up? what's going on with Kyokai Senki? Uh, Maybe nothing. Kyokai
1: Senki has a Patreon where you can pay it to shut up forever.
2: Fucking Nothing! I'm not even joking. Oh. It is the most uh-huh. substanceless, flat, like, just non-existent show on the goddamn planet. Just
3: nothing in that show has any reason for why any of it should happen, I would say. It's... Uh, okay, it's like, what, they, we come into a new season, they're like, yes. it's been eight months! Right. The Americans of. Started developing better automated AI for their amame robots. Yes, <clears throat> and now they've gotten a territorial advantage, and the li- at the border, li- the border lines of Japan keep shifting. Uh, and so and mind
2: you, to remind you, the show has never stated why Japan. Is the new proxy war like, is, the, location, is the is yeah. the primary arena for the modern proxy wars of this setting? I mean that's like, clearly if...
1: because Japan is objectively the coolest country in the planet and I'm everyone not... wants it.
2: Aqua, you might be joking. <laughs> I think that's actually Kyokai Senki's thesis. Yeah, is why <laughs> wouldn't up. you want to colonize yes. Japan? Of right. course, yeah. everyone yeah. wants
0: to have yeah. japa- so colonize no, Japan. No, that
2: yeah. small island nation with no natural resources.
3: Go to test
1: enemy. <laughs> yep.
3: So you know all the uh, the resistance has it even harder than before, and all of those innocent villains are just getting caught up. In and and the cross as a fire. reminder,
2: at the end
3: of season one, Amo, the
2: protagonist, seemingly died in his clash he's with Ghost, the the rogue he's,
3: AI. He's literally self-destructed.
2: Yes, the mech literally exploded.
3: But he's back. He's back, and his mech is black. For, like, ten seconds. <laughs> he's back. And now he's edgy. He's got the dead eyes. He wears black. Ah, how truly unprecedented. <clears throat> he's serious now. I'm so fucking
2: mad they couldn't even commit to making his mech black for more than an episode. Right. It like,
3: <laughs> it's like a stealth coating that peels off. Right. right? Like,
2: like, it shows up with now black and red instead of white and red. And you're like, oh, man, now it's for real. And then it just turns out it's, yeah, it's just, like, fucking...
0: Is this like yeah, um, the
1: stuff on it or whatever? Or yeah, like, Is this just like Spider Man
0: three, Toby Maguire getting the uh, symbiote for like oh, ten minutes?
1: I was just about to say this is gonna be like Spider Man's black suit. Except or like, like he gets the black suit and then everyone likes it so much so even after the symbiote oh, leaves him he God. just gets the like cloth I black wish. suit. But Kobe no, it's Maguire like there for like funny. all
2: of like ten seconds just to like make you wonder what's going on, and then it just immediately switches back to it's or, scheme. Uh-huh, was this
0: one. just to make another kit they could sell?
3: Oh,
2: man. Yeah, you know, what if they sell that as a P-Bandai kit in like that makes three months, color, it would surprise yeah. me. Uh, Anyways, yep. it's just like, it's, it's unbelievable just like how fucking like... Nothing this show is. Yeah, like I don't want to say toothless because in some regards, this show is in fact trying to say something. And <laughs> it's just trying to say something like deeply nationalist, but also it's really bad at it. <laughs> Like, okay, so, like, the primary conflict of the beginning of Season 2 that, like, brings Amo back into the fold and, like, reveals he's alive is that uh, the NAC, right, the the North American Coalition, Uh is uh, chasing some refugees who are fleeing from yet another another idyllic traditional Japanese town Uh that definitely, like... Is, being, is, is definitely having photos taken of it and being posted on Instagram with captions like, Remember what they took from you? And stuff like that. <laughs>
1: Reject um, modernity and embrace yes, tradition. Embra- <laughs> yes, embrace tradition. Oh anyway,
2: so these refugees flee, uh-oh, directly into the camp of the Resistance. Uh-huh, and and Because the Resistance are such good guys who would never, ever uh-huh. do anything abandoned bad. Civilians. Yeah. yeah, always helps. Yes, would never abandon civilians. So they take them in. Uh-huh. And they try to uh when, when the when the North American when the American like mechs show up basically try to broker a deal, uh basically saying, Hey, like, you know, our you know, this world's Geneva Convention equivalent states that like you have to like let civilians like uh-huh. leave a battlefield oh, safely, no. right? And in typical fashion, the beady eyed elf eared American commander again. Uh-huh. We Wait, talked why about is like the weird, <laughs> the weird prominence of like pointy ears in Kyokai Senki to denote like
1: evil. Yeah, is, is this back one, in because they two? can't show the evil guys having pointy noses? I, I don't know. know it's but, weird. Uh, it's yeah. so weird. They paid
3: off one of the. Refugees. Okay,
2: so here's that thing that actually bothers me. Let, let me start from the beginning, right? Yeah. So, the initial tension, of course, is that the North American are stating on the surface well, we can't tell the difference between refugees and terrorists, right? How can we, like, take you at your word, right? And for a second there, it's almost Mm -hmm. like, ah, okay, the actual, like, tension here is going to be, because during this whole time, the refugees are saying, like, we should fire back. Like, fuck these guys, let's not flee. Let's just, like, stick with the rebels and, like, take up arms and fight back. And the resistance is like, no, you fools, that's going to get you fucking killed. Like, stay a non-combatant, and they'll let you leave here peacefully, right? And so there's almost a tension of, like, ah, mankind is its own worst enemy, right? Someone's going to fire a shot and then, like, (laughs) (laughs) negotiations are going to break down. And then it does happen. A member of the Japanese refugees... Opens fire on the American robots. And initially you're, you're almost like, ah, see, so there is a little bit of moral ambiguity to the situation. Until it's realized, no, that was just the one bad Japanese who was paid oh. off by the Americans ahead of time to, to, to commit a false flag operation uh-huh. to justify opening fire on the rest of the, the populace and in typical fashion the bad japanese is given what a traitor deserves which is a summary execution by the americans now that he's outlived his usefulness in case you forgot that you know these foreign <laughs> occupiers are the are the bad guys who are ousted from glorious nippon real real subtle oh my god it's so I, I was fucking losing my mind because it's like you actually have an almost halfway decent plot line here and you still can't help yourself
1: uh, just just the screen flashing with the text this is what the LDP actually believes like, yes <laughs> right basically uh,
2: and so it ends uh, with like the resistance is about to get wiped out by the superior yeah. american robots Amo shows up he fucking He's kills dead. them all effortlessly uh-huh. and then like Right. The last thing we saw is like, oh man, it's it's get, like what Amos changed because yes, uh, uh he kills now. He he kills oh, the man. Uh, uh so the pre-
3: whole song and dance, which is by a slim margin the most interesting thing the show has done so far, I would say. Yes, where it is. Amo like he cuts open the dude's cockpit, and he's like, "Well, if you leave, I'll let you leave if you want," and. Uh, of course, American's like, I'll never surrender! I'm gonna kill all you Japanese! And then Amo just, you know, stabs through the cockpit. And yes. everyone's like, oh, Amo, you've gone so far! Now right. you kill people! You, these, these resistance fighters who have
2: are actively participating in armed resistance against their occupiers are like, we never kill! We don't ever go that far! And it's like, oh my god. God, just, like, when Code
3: Geass has, like, eight times the nuance of Now and I'm moral understanding, ambiguity. now I, that's like, this is like the actual reason why everyone uses Unmanned, right? And it's only yes. the Resistance that uses the man robots, I'm, I'm coming to realize, is, so they can be, like, morally clean of yes. sh- shooting back. Yes. Oh my it's, god. It's literally the only
2: reason. Like, it's... Yeah, just I I can't. I just can't believe this show exists like this. Like, they're not even remotely. This is apples and oranges as it gets. But we're going to talk about another show on this list that is being handled by, you know, the studio formerly known as Sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) And it's insane how much better the writing in a different Sunrise show is compared to this one. (laughs) Like, it's insane that these two people could work at the same company. Yeah. I always forget
0: to you you guys are talking about these like serious situations here and that like all the characters look like they're like from a Saturday morning kids. Card oh yeah, like they they're, like they're from oh, Gundam yeah. Build Fighters. And they have their great
3: right. fucking Digimon right. Net Navvies.
0: Yeah, I find that hilarious. Um well,
1: propaganda starts at childhood. Uh This My... is the
2: show that like I think if like I wasn't doing it for the podcast... Would actually finally break our Gundam Build Divers rule of like, <laughs> oh, this is actually worse than Gundam Build Divers, a show Eero, and I watched to completion. Not, like I'm this not. is what it takes to get us to drop a mecha anime. <laughs> like,
3: uh,
0: that I'm, shit not, I'm not holding bad. the gun to your head, guys.
3: <laughs> this is the, is this the price of smiles?
0: <laughs> oh, we can't, we can't get into that again. Let's. But let's, see,
2: let's... here's the thing because of the next show on this list we're about to talk about, it's really Ooh.
3: funny to put these two together. <laughs> uh, okay, mm, yes. Ah, This other let's, show. Let's get
0: to the back half of our geopolitical power hour here. <laughs> and the, the triumphant return.
3: Uh-huh. Do you know what TJ's back? My yes. is back. The, legend- the remake of the luxury 1980s. Yes, That's the actually. legendary 2018
2: science fiction <laughs> <laughs> OBA. <laughs> Yes, well,
0: Legend of the Galactic Antipa- Heroes Antipa- Antipa- is or Legend of the Galactic Antipa- Heroes is back Antipa- 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 on the Glorio
3: uh, the Glorio <laughs> network here. Uh, man. Um, yeah.
0: So so where where are we at in the timeline?
3: Season 2 of the OVA.
2: So, um a very important character to Reinhard von Graham has passed away. Was that um, the
0: was that the end of the previous season? Season 1. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um Yang has prevented the coup. Yep. Uh, that was led
3: by um, Frederica's father. Yes, yes. That's right, yes. And both both sides are kind of licking their wounds and yes. gearing up for hostilities to resume. Yes. And uh, it's kind of where we start, right? With sort of. Um,
2: it kind of opens up with, like, Jell, you'll remember this, is uh, they are beginning the arc of building up Julian Minchie as, you know, sort of the the grand inheritor of the FPA's ideals. Right. You know, he is learning strategy from Yang, combat mm-hmm. from Shenkop, uh, piloting from Poplin. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he is, he is becoming <laughs> the, the great, the, the gestalt being of liberal democracy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, right, right.
2: Um, and meanwhile, on the Empire side, uh, we have once again the return of the grandest minds of Empire technology. Which amounts to the mm-hmm. SpongeBob bit where Patrick Starr says, "What if we took our intergal- intergalactic <laughs> fortress and moved it over here?" Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> <clears throat> well, uh, we are, as we know, Isle Fortress is, uh, you know, right in the middle of the only path through the galaxy, the only traversable space, yes. and it is undefeatable because mm-hmm. it's us, our wonderful empire, technology. Those FPA dogs stole it from us. So if we take our other fortress and push it in front of his own fortress. Fortress v. Fortress.
2: Yes, so we are basically in the early stages of Season 2 where the FPA and, the well, more like the Empire is mobilizing for a Uh grand offensive and the FPA is, like, licking its own asshole Uh for, like, (laughs) the seventh time. (laughs) Um, Democracy. Democracy, oh it's it's great. <laughs> huh. How small of okay. a margin did that fascist <clears throat> lose that French election today by? <laughs> it's oh
1: immediately God. dating this podcast. It was forty-two percent. Forty-two percent.
2: Jesus Christ, that's terrible.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Anyways, <laughs> to get it back on track, uh, um, it's it's Legend of the Galactic Heroes. Uh-huh. It's it's you know it is DNT. It is the maybe slightly less, you know. It is the slightly less intelligent adaptation of that original <laughs> novel, but it makes up for it in you know still being that classic story with those characters and those moments. I, I and, was thinking
0: of it as like the colder, more emotionless anime version of it versus the OVA. But
2: yeah, that's a, that's a kind of another way, a good way to put it yeah. is the OVA was willing to in, in to engage in a sort of. Theatrics that often, sometimes veered into melodramatic in a way that fe- fit the sort of space opera milieu. Right. Whereas DNT often feels more like, you know, like a maybe like a <laughs> an HBO or Netflix like you know right. TV adaptation right. of, of that same. It's, it's Tim, Tim
1: Burton's Batman versus Christopher Nolan's Batman. Perhaps yes, <laughs> yeah, uh, and
2: right, but you know. It's still fun to see those characters. It is still yeah. fun to have Yang Lee back in our good graces, yeah. talking about how you know soldiers are the worst class of human being alive. <laughs> uh, you know, just <laughs> reminding you that fucking nobody drops bombs harder than Yang Yang Wenli. Yang Wenli, the magician. Yang Wenli, oh, the of the source of disease. Yang Wenli, what was it? The hero of um hero of Alpha Seal.
1: Alpha Seal. Fanfiction prompt. What if Young When We met Big Boss?
3: <laughs> Who knows?
2: Man, I'm not sure actually how that would go. <laughs> <laughs> but would Young Wen Li get drawn in by Big Boss's animal magnetism?
3: <laughs> or, hmm.
2: or would he see through that strongman dictatorship that uh-huh. Big Boss has in his mind's eye? But ha- yeah, has it's, the, you know,
0: have there been any like Notable differences from the OVA in this section. I mean, aside from Mecklender's uh, long hair, it's and his slightly. It's different a thing mustache. of like, I,
2: I. It's been just long enough since we watched the OVA that I cannot remember like moment to moment like lines of dialogue and like right. scenes. Nothing, nothing I major s- then. Mm-hmm. No, I, I would say the main difference with DNT is once again it is sort of a. For better and for worse, it is more willing to be um, <clears throat> explicit and gratuitous in the subtext it is dealing with. Right, and as a result, sometimes that works in its favor because there will be scenes that in the OVA were just sort of dryly delivered by the narrator, and then right. DNT's version will actually show those actions being, you know, committed by you know the people responsible. And so, in some regards, it's, a, it's less subtle. It's definitely kind of right. more blunt in the way it tells its story. Yeah. But in some regards, maybe that works for certain types of moments. Right. Like, an example I'll bring up is, like... So, d and so just recently covered the Mittermeier flashback, right? Of how Mittermeier and Royenthal uh, meet Reinhardt, yeah. right? And in the OVA, it's just mentioned that Mittermeier is being imprisoned because he executes two officers, uh, he executes an officer with um, important royal connections uh, for right. committing war crimes during a campaign. Yeah, And it's sort of just kind of, you're just sort of told that by the narrator. In d we are explicitly shown that soldier, this, yeah. this officer, like, slitting the throat of a civilian woman and, like you know uh uh, uh, uh right. doing and then, bad and then shit Mittermeier, like shooting him Ugh. and then mid just fucking kills the dude like in fucking cold blood right then and there executes him on the spot mm-hmm. and in some regards it's maybe blunter than it needs to be but in some regards maybe that better communicates right certain aspects of that universe because i think for better or worse and we can't get into this right now but like I think there are people who watch the original OVA, and sometimes because actions and and narrative moments are told through the narrator rather than than portrayed explicitly, it leads to people sort of, like, not recognizing those moments. Yes, having different interpretations, right? Right. Like, the OVA somehow manages to be accused of both...
3: Being too dry and too gratuitous. Yeah, well,
2: not only that, but the OVA somehow manages to be accused of being both uh, um, monarchist propaganda (laughs) by people on both ends of the political spectrum, (laughs) basically. Like, somehow you have both, like, reactionists, reactionaries, and leftists saying the OVA is too nice on monarchy and empire, and... I don't know. I feel like we've talked about this in our uh, our hit podcast, Legend of the Glorio Heroes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. where I think we all arrived at the conclusion that that is very much not the OVA's deal. But somehow people still arrived at that conclusion, and I think right. throughout most of the run of the podcast, we struggled to try to understand why people would arrive at that conclusion. Yeah. And watching DNT sort of makes me realize, oh, it's because a lot of the bad shit the Empire did in the OVA is sort of just narrated. It's never like really like shown in your face, right? And so right. DNT's willingness to just be like, "Yeah, here's Empire soldiers committing war crimes." Yes, in some regards, maybe that'll help better communicate that stuff to people who were not as perceptive right. to that in the original OVA. Right. Right,
3: right. and it's also, I think, uh, how how am I going to put this? Because it's Legend of the Black it it. Uh, I think people might get the wrong idea of this. I think the show is subtle enough to be like as opposed to this soldier is an individual who's in the wrong and the Empire is good. It's closer to soldiers are doing this all the time and Mittermeier the the That's one calling them out is the good one. This, right? right. Yes, yeah. that
2: Mittermeier is the exception to the rule. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
0: Yeah, no, I, that make, that makes sense. Uh. That definitely makes sense. Well, also
2: (laughs) DNT gives us a scene where Admiral Bittenfield uh, (laughs) orders a meal at a restaurant, and it's just a stereotypical meat on a bone. Yep, (laughs) and it's very. We talked about this last time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we I think we talked about it off air, but I had to bring bring it uh, up during the podcast. So funny! It's the funniest fucking shit in the world. (laughs) Of course, of course, he would. Of course, he would. Like next to fucking Mecklinger eating from his charcuterie plate. Yeah. Right. Uh... Right.
0: <laughs> well, still a lot, a lot of story left to tell. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh
2: yeah, And so. it seems like now that they're now that we are well into season two, mm-hmm. it feels like they're committed to it because right, they're not cutting anything, right? They're, they're, <laughs> right, yeah. right. Because initially, yeah. when DNT was first announced, I think we were all like, "Oh, it's just gonna be like a movie adaptation of like the big moments. It's gonna like cut out everything, and like it's gonna be like a weird, like disjointed, like adaptation of the story." But yeah. we're like in the weeds of season two here. You know, we got we got we got um, Adrian Rubinsky talking about tightening the thread on Young Wen Lee. Li. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, yep. we are deep in it Hiring, in a way that makes uh, me feel like Leopold
3: Schumacher and uh, Landsberg, the bungling poet, the bungling poet got introduced. Yes, so <laughs> well, it, it feels like they're
2: they're gonna do it. Like they they might actually take this all the way to the conclusion. God knows how long that'll take. I mean, right. I, it I mean, it'll almost p- ten years for it'll probably actual, take as long yeah. as the original OVA. <laughs> yeah, I'm.
0: I'm looking forward to uh, talking about how the final season is a little bit disappointing in 2028. Oh my um, god. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, we'll, well, we'll speaking have, we'll, of
2: geopolitics, who said <laughs> the geopolitics quarter was over? Not with our next show here. Oh uh, mm-hmm. yes.
0: Let's let's move on. And uh, this, I'm going to still say this is a very different direction. Let's talk about. <laughs> Kaguya-sama, Love Is War, Ultra Romantic, um, Season Three, if you ultra. will. Ultra. Um, all right, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I don't know if this is controversial, but I'm gonna say. Uh, oh yeah. Episode two,
2: mm-hmm.
0: we had a little more focus on Kaguya's maid slash servant. Slash slave. Uh, I don't think it's slave.
2: <laughs> that might
0: be going a bit far. <laughs> she's comp- she's compensated for her time, I suppose. Uh, and um, is uh, is, so in this episode she spends some time with Shiragane to mm-hmm. spy on him because Shiragane's going to a mixer and there have been previous kind of hints of maybe something with I and Shiragane going on and uh Shiragani sure, uh, pursuing the wrong woman. <laughs> All I'm gonna say um, after that episode.
1: Yeah. No, he's we... pursuing the woman he deserves. Oh, maybe that maybe I that mean true. I
2: I don't you know I feel like maybe people could have joked about this in season two. Are we actually gonna get a Kaguya, I Hayasaka love triangle in I, season three? Well, like is that
1: to me? It kind of makes me think going? of like. I know the know. answer.
0: <laughs> yeah, Aqua. As someone who reads the manga, probably knows where this is going. But um, I'm just saying, I felt like they they they, they work better than Shiragane and Kaguya. But maybe damn, that's just you're me. A, you're a convert.
2: You've already been I, converted. I, you're I, not.
0: I might be. I might be.
2: You are no longer in in the Kaguya camp. You have you have switched camps. You're over here. So so like the the
0: thing the thing with with Shirigane and Kaguya like it. It's very much the thing of, like, with anime romances where, you know, they're obviously, you know, supposed to be together. That's, like, the whole point of the show or whatever. Right. But, like, if this were reality, like, your odds of, like, hooking up with your high school sweetheart and actually, like, getting married and being together forever are, like, astronomically
1: low. Um, As opposed to of... hooking up with your high school sweetheart's maids. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
3: I'm just
0: saying they have that kind of like,
2: no, I, so I actually like I'm joking but they, I actually, they have that I, I kind totally of like get,
0: cute high school relationship I that I totally like, get what you're saying, Jell. like in really a lot make of ways sense.
2: like Kaguya and Sh- Kaguya and Shiragana Kaguya and Shiragana almost suffer from like because their relationship is so like assumed to be the status quo right that in some regards, the show doesn't really work that hard to like give them that much chemistry at this point because it's just it's just assumed to be the default right Right. it's just part of the status whereas whereas once you introduce i hayasaka and it's like suddenly the show is now like well shit we actually we actually have to sell this right so we need to put in work to like give them a relationship dynamic and it needs to contrast with kaguya's right
0: and 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 they have done that and maybe it's just we haven't really gotten that in season three yet it's been a while but right yeah
2: but um, it, it kind of makes it feel like they're actually working for it, which makes it almost feel more, like, authentic and believable in some regards.
0: Right. Look, all I'm saying is, you know, when I was a teenager, there may have been times I was interested in somebody that I shouldn't have been with and maybe missed out on some opportunities. All I'm saying. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I think the
1: show is just so... Like, the show knows this. The show knows that Kaguya and Shirogane is, like, a given... And so it will spend a lot of time, like, developing more, like, convenient, or convenient, conventional uh, romances between the side characters. Like, compare this to, like, Ishigami's big arc in in last season, which is far more, like, which is kind of like the show going out of its way to, to, like, a more traditional rom-com story that doesn't start with both characters already being head over heels for one another. Right. And it will continue to do so. Oh. Yeah. Well,
0: I would say that perhaps my point is also reinforced by the absolutely absurd Season 3 ED, which you see in <laughs> Episode yes. 2.
2: Yes, The Just the, the, the strangely accurate Starship Troopers... Yeah. Uh, so, a tribute.
0: <laughs> interesting choice to go with Starship Troopers for the I mean Starship ED. Troopers
2: is like one of those movies like Leon the Professional of like weirdly prominent in Japanese pop culture. God Leon right. the Professional.
0: Some like B or C list movie that we that somehow became like yeah. Like very really influential Leon in Japan.
3: Professional which led to led to Javrenobi and Odingucha three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um
2: yeah, I, you know, I, again, you know, I think I think the relationship stuff is definitely, I mean, as always, I think kaguya Saba does a good job of like as always, the interesting thing is like because these characters have such strongly defined personalities and the show is never afraid to make any character like the butt of a joke. Right. The fun, a lot of the fun of it is then throwing different matches or different characters into each other instead of the usual like combinations and then getting to sort of see the fun like Right. Right, what you happens know, when you mix a match? That yeah, one else the a cast. Yeah. where
3: the characters who are not usually paired up with each other are suddenly totally paired up with each other. Like, in what comedy right. can you book from that? Exactly.
2: Mm. Like yeah. I mean, hell, you know, we're talking about episode two. Episode two has the great bit where fucking um, what's her name? The girl, the the the, the rule, the rules nerd. You know. Ino and and Ishigami, right? They're doing that fucking exercise of like say something nice about each other, right? And oh yes. clean each other's <laughs> ears and do all these fucking exer- like friendship building exercises, and they just get increasingly more and more hostile, <laughs> right? Like the well, fucking I love, bit I love where they're, their... they're, the pocky bit, and they're just fucking snapping it away from each other like rabid dogs. <laughs> I,
0: I love because like they're they're kind of implying that they've both been like helping each other out behind yeah, the scenes, yeah. so right. that like by the time. They actually see each other. They resent each other. <laughs> right. <laughs> they've been I mean, that also so gives
1: rise to the very good bit in episode 3 where, like, Ishigami's like, you all hate me, right? And then they have to play the, the yes, coin the, game. Yes, the, right. the, the truth
2: or dare equivalent, basically. Yeah.
1: But uh... Also, small little, like, stealth joke, but, like, they, they, they like, tell you that they... That he assumes that Eno is the one who puts down "I hate you," while well, it's probably Gagaya. right? Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right.
2: Yes. Oh man. Yeah,
0: but um, but uh, yeah. The 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 ED was r- ridiculous. But uh, a lot of, I mean. <laughs> Fujiwara as Michael Ironside is a sentence I would never. Oh yeah, it's so fucking good. (laughs) I Um, I
2: just fantastic. And
0: and again to my point, I being uh, I don't remember the girl's name in the movie, but the better one um, (laughs) that dies like at some point sacrificing yourself in the movie. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I I know. Very, I feel like they they very intentionally cast the Kaguya cast as who those specific characters. The roles were chosen specifically. Starship Trooper.
0: I would point out they also reference the first ED a little bit.
2: Yeah, yeah, with the, the angel Kaguya and the and the yeah, because like the plane. first ED yeah. they
0: were like f- flying old timey planes and rescuing her from yes. like an airship. Yes, and they. So what is going to be by se-
2: So what is the ED going to be by season four? Then is it just going <laughs> to like
1: <laughs> turns into like a I don't know basic instinct or some shit. Jesus staying, in, staying in Pulverhoven uh, territory. Uh,
0: I think uh, all bets are off at this point. But, um, right, but yeah. Um, episode three kind of took more of a turn into focusing on the one only existing couple with one with the side characters. Right, right.
2: Yes, like the one somewhat functional couple, or at least we thought was functional until this episode. Right, <laughs> which was
0: which was good. I mean, it was nothing like.
2: I mean, I think this is, this is you know, that, th- this bit is kind of more the joke about Kaguya and Ino's reactions
1: to right, it. Right, right. Since... I mean, this was a very, like, classic Kaguya-sama episode, I think. But yeah. it just also shows that how even in episodes that are, like, basically filler, they... Put a lot of effort into maintaining continuity, like that one shot yeah. of Shirogane practicing his rap, the yes, one shot I... of Eno listening to her hot boy ASMR. Yes, when <laughs> like... the,
0: when the uh, when the, the conversation starts getting a, a little uncomfortable, yeah. she's like scrambling yeah. for her headphones.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, also um... shout out, shout out to them doing the uh, the Arrested Development sad Charlie Brown walk music. Yes, with a. Oh, yeah. Mucky, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, no, it's good times overall. I do wonder uh, if we're going to have... I'm assuming we're going to, at some point, hit an actual story arc. Because, you know... Oh, yeah. I
2: mean, I mean, it, I mean in, in a lot of ways, it feels like we are... I mean, we are building the cast once again, right? Yeah. Like, we are introduced to, what, like, Kaguya's second cousin removed or whatever. <laughs> Twice removed, right. yeah. Or twice removed. Who is
1: somehow older. also her niece,
2: question Yeah, mark? I mean, you know,
1: <laughs>
0: old families but, uh, are weird. My, um, my young auntie situation.
2: Um, yeah. yeah. Like, we, we are be being... block being... deep cuts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, in the same way that, like, Ishigami was, you know, we, we, we introduced, you know, during the Ishigami arc, we were introduced to, like, the cheer club and all that stuff, right? <laughs> right? It feels like, once again, we are starting to slowly build up a cast for, like, an arc, or at least right. it seems like that. So. Right.
0: Yeah. Good times.
1: Yeah. Good show.
0: <sighs> Alright. Let's move along and talk about Tiger and Bunny Season 2. Yeah, I have not watched about... this yet, G. I'm sorry, but... Uh,
2: oh, man. You're letting me down here, Jill. I, I'm
0: watching, like, seven shows right now. I know. I, like, I know. I it's fine. The... Look, just just I drop
2: Summertime down. Render and Cuckoos or whatever and watch yes. this instead. I don't know. But, yeah. uh... Yeah, so this, is, so this is the well-written Sunrise show um, this season.
3: Oh, I thought you were... I thought you were talking about...
4: <laughs> 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 Dude, come <Yes>. on! Man. <laughs>
2: also,
3: Sunrise! Well, you know. Right, what? I You're guess not that wrong. is
1: Sunrise Bandai Namco Christ, Pictures. It is Bandai Namco <laughs> Pictures, yeah. yeah. Uh, i right. sorry. Well, I guess this is just
2: a Sunrise Power Hour. Uh, yeah, Tiger and Bunny 2. Uh, so I'm watching it week to week. You know, it's all out there thanks to Netflix, but so I'm on episode 3. Um, it's the thing of like Tiger and Bunny 2 is a little bit like Kaguya Sama, of like, it is a well made sequel. To a show that people liked, and is doing a good job of maintaining all of the traits and qualities that people liked about the first season, are carrying over well into the second season. I thought so, you were
1: gonna say it's a show about two people who are madly in love with each other, but to. I mean, to that too, it. and,
2: yeah, oh yeah, that's a lot <laughs> of that too, yes, lots of that. And, um, like, literally, the second and third episodes are basically just about, like, roundabout ways of reminding you of Barnaby and Kotetsu's relationship. Just like, hey, remember like how fucking gay these two are, basically. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, how mu- how, mu-
0: how many uh, times do they talk about eyelashes?
2: Well, no eyelash talk this time, but uh, Barnaby did make Kotetsu, uh hold his pee pee, mm, so mm-hmm, uh, you know that's that's going on. Okay, uh, I will give more context on that later. The gay um, are they
3: more or less gay than Bisco and Milo at this point?
2: I mean, I guess neither of them have actually said the big Aishiteru, mm-hmm. so, you know. Sure. I mean, Barnaby is basically Kotetsu's daughter's new mom, so I guess, you know. <laughs> ah, kinda... another ha. <laughs> so they kind of skipped that. I, you know, so maybe they skipped the, the confessions and just moved straight to domestic living, I guess. Um, Great. Right.
1: I mean, isn't that the best kind of romance, the part where, like, <laughs> after many years, you realize, like, hey... I guess we're kind of like a couple, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, I guess we are. Yeah,
2: <laughs> But yeah, so Episode 2 and 3 are kind of, once again, we're still kind of just like getting back into the groove of like what Tiger and Bunny is, right? So so Episode 2 kind of focuses a bit on the new characters, kind of the new generation. I'm going to be honest, I don't like them that much. They're just yeah, kind of like uh-huh, the new okay. kids on the block. And I'm but is it intentional
1: add- that you're not supposed to like them? Uh... Is this like a, I, I, is this like a Superman so. and Manchester Black situation? I think <laughs> so.
2: They are they they do feel like they are un- uh, intentionally made to be sort of unlikable because nobody else in the cast really likes them. So I,
0: I do think it's always an uphill battle when you introduce like a whole new yeah. cast into an existing. Right.
2: It sort of feels like they just kind of want to do the like newbie like kind of plotline again, but now that like Barnaby is experienced, like, right? They, they kind of have to find someone new to do that with. Right. But, Which can be interesting.
1: Like Right.
2: And, and and episode two basically is about like what motivates people to become heroes, right, in, in the world of Tiger and Buddy. And long story short, it kind of culminates in this moment at the end of episode two where Barnaby is being asked to like, Hey, so why are you still a hero? Like, you became a hero to get revenge for the guy who killed your parents, and I mean, spoilers for season one, he got revenge for For the death of his parents. And you know. It's kind of just like. Kind of getting into like. You know. At this point. What is it that motivates him. To still do good. Right. And a lot of that is like. Kotetsu's companionship. Right. That That for all the shit. That he gives Kotetsu. For his like idealism. And like altruism. That in a lot of ways. It is the kind of guiding star. That lets Barnaby stay on track. And like commit. Still commit to heroics. Even though he has ostensibly. Accomplished his life's goal. Right. And it culminates in this really heartwarming moment uh, involving a brand of bottled water called pee-pee water.
4: Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You see, uh, Kotetsu and Barnaby are being interviewed together. It's sort of like like, their mid-year evaluation, right? You know, Kotetsu Kotetsu for Kotetsu is just a typical, damn old man, get your shit together. And Kotetsu's like, yeah, yeah, I know. And then for Barnaby, right, like, you could tell the conversation's about to get more serious, so Kotetsu, like, smartly smartly excuses himself from the room, says, Ah, I, I'm thirsty, I'm gonna go get a drink, right? And so that's where Barnaby is allowed to, you know, give his one-on-one sort of confession about, like, how much Kotetsu means to him, right? It all culminates in this moment where Kotetsu is waiting outside the building for Barnaby, right? And he's got two bottles of this branded bottled water called pee-pee water. <sighs> And the label is prominently shown multiple times. Yes, it is pee-pee water. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. you know, he's got two bottles. He's drinking one by himself. And, oh, it's so good. Kotetsu sees Barnaby's coming out of the building. And he sees that Barnaby has also bought two bottles of pee-pee water (laughs) to share with Kotetsu. (laughs) So Kotetsu hurriedly hides the bottles that he bought. So that when Barnaby's like, hey man, thanks for waiting, I got you a bottle of water. Kotetsu plays and goes, oh shit, thanks man, I was pretty thirsty. I really appreciate it. <laughs> and so they share Barnaby's pee-pee water together. That's cute. But as as they walk off into the distance, Barnaby sees in the corner of his eye the two stuffed bottles of PP water that Kotetsu bought in his back pocket. Uh-huh. He wistfully smiles, and the two walk off into the night together. <laughs> it's very heartwarming. It's uh, yeah. actually Aww. very... It, it's very yeah. heartwarming. It's also funny as hell because, I'm sorry, the water is called pee <laughs> water. Uh, well,
1: I can't believe got... it's not unintentional. Uh, they got to share their PPs. pees um, Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh-huh. And then episode three, I'm sorry, I, I went long there, so I'll keep this one short. But episode three is sort of getting back to, um. So in this season, after the huge success of Tiger and Bunny's like do you know the team team up you know duo right, all the heroes are now um doing the buddy system right. Everybody is a is a duo. It's team ups all season right. And uh, Blue Rose is teamed up with a guy who was introduced in the movie, who's known as Golden Ryan, and uh, he has gravity powers, and uh. He's kind of just a jerk. He's just a dick. He's a likable dick though. He's like I don't know. He's he's kind of got like screaming phoenix killer vibes but less murderous. Okay. Like he's just a really arrogant jackass but in a way that's super likable. Right. And uh so he's having friction because he's teamed up with Blue Rose and like It's, like, the most obvious, like, corporate pair-up because they're the both, like, they're the two, like, conventionally attractive heroes. So they're just paired together. But they have, like, zero actual, like, chemistry or synergy and they fucking hate each other's guts. Like, the best that they can manage is that, like, cold rhymes with gold. Mm. And so they're just trying to workshop phrases. (laughs) But it's really not working because they're all super fucking lame. Right. And, um... It all culminates in this great bit at the end of the episode where, like, Ryan is convinced that Blue Rose is going to break up with him and form a new hero partnership with uh, with Kotetsu, with Tiger, because Blue Rose has invited Kotetsu to go visit a sick fan who is a fan of both Blue Rose and Kotetsu. And so they're going to be doing the, like, you know, Make-A-Wish Foundation thing at the hospital. (laughs) And so they're talking about making plans to go surprise this kid and how they're going to go in costume, right? And they're talking about this in, like, the exercise room. And the whole time they're talking about this, uh, the big buff dude, Rock Bison, is, like, exercising really loudly next to them. Like, making a lot of, like, really loud grunt noises. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And, and in, in, in all of this, Gold Ryan is, like, spying on them and trying to eavesdrop on the conversation. But because mm. of Rock Bison's grunting uh-huh. only catches smidges of the conversation. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And puts together the least, like, charitable, like, interpretation of the events. And then relates this to, to Barnaby... And he's like, Barnaby, they're gonna break us up. <laughs> Our partners are cheating on us." And so you get the fucking date stalking yep. subplot. <laughs> do, 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 do oh, they're like poking down. their
0: head out of the bushes. Yeah, poking is this their just head a out fucking out married couple sitcom? Like...
2: It's so good. It's so fucking good. Like, it's so funny. Yeah, the tiger
1: superhero Bunny angle has yeah. just
2: fully embraced that it is a married couple sitcom, except that they're superheroes. And they also actually love
1: each other, which is usually yes, not the yes, case. Yes, that too. And it's just
2: like, I'm like, oh, man, this fucking show. Like, it knows exactly what it's doing, and it's it's a lot of fun. And That's great. I don't know. I guess, like, there's these, like, two, like, evil-looking femboy twinks like fucking like leering ominously off of rooftops and i think they're going to be like the main villain of the of the season and they show for like two minutes every episode to like say ominous shit about what they're going to do to the heroes but i don't care fuck them i'm just here (laughs) for tiger and bunny's marital woes yes
0: married with
1: heroes
0: yeah i always enjoyed that those aspects a lot more than when the show actually got serious and fought villains like right uh you know but good times i'll i'll, I'll try and get there eventually
2: i, I would definitely recommend it. I, I think it's just i wouldn't call it you know a gag comedy on the same level as like some of the other shows we're talking about but like
0: yeah yeah
2: I think it, it it kind of it, it, it kinda of brings its own important vibe to, you know, this already crowded season full of good comedies because
0: yeah. I mean comedy was always a strong element for Tiger and Bunny. Like that's
2: yeah. yeah. Like, like I, think I, it's I wouldn't ability necessarily to describe it as a comedy, but it was always a very yeah. big part of it. Exactly. Kind of just like always kinda of like nailing that sort of workplace comedy vibe. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, also the one one redeeming quality of Golden Ryan. Uh, is that he very much dotes on his pet iguana. Like, he, <laughs> okay. he loves his pet iguana. Uh, there's a shot of everybody's, like, cubicle in the hero office, and, you know, like, kotetsu has got, like, a picture of his daughter and his dead wife. And then Golden Rind's desk just has pictures of his iguana. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good.
0: <laughs> is this, like, uh, the, the, the ranking of King's OP with, um... <laughs> with the, the snake,
2: snake yeah. kind yeah. of? holding he, his he, snake. <laughs> like there's a dramatic, there's a like there's a there's a wistful scene in episode three where a, Ryan a is like, love where for for all of Ryan's like you know his 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 swagger about how he doesn't care about what anybody thinks of him when he's like legitimately worried that Blue Rose is gonna break up their hero partnership. he's like caressing his iguana. He's like, oh, iguana, you're the only one who gets me.
1: <laughs> That's good. That is good. Man, Lucifer and the biscuit hammer are looking pretty good. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh,
0: that's another topic uh. for another time. All right, let's move along. Let's talk about Birdie Wing Golf Girl Birdie story. Birdie Birdie Wing. Wing. Apparently, part of the Madlax cinematic universe. Yes. <laughs> we, we didn't Vita discuss that last maybe. time. I didn't know last time. Uh, as the the. Uh, the fake European country that they're in, uh, Nefris, is apparently the fake fake European country in 2004's uh, Girls With Guns anime, Madlax. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, same writer. And I think actually,
2: I, I missed it, right? but I think there's a third anime that writer worked on.
0: Oh, yes, I saw that, that too. Apparently this was also referenced in...
2: <laughs> no. No, no um, I wish v- Valky-
0: Valkyrie Drive Mermaid, so oh softcore por- soft softcore porn classic Valkyrie Drive yeah. Yeah. Mermaid. Yeah. So
2: all three of these shows take place in the same setting. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking... Whatever,
0: Very different shows, but uh anyway, um episode 2 and 3 of Birdie Wing did kind of dial it down a little bit it unfortunately. It down. Yes, yes. Yeah. which is what we were kind of expecting. They do do right. some golf.
1: Yeah. Uh the thing about the show is like, with... it constantly gives me the feeling of like they're holding back. You know, it needs to be crazier. It needs to be more like driving home those cliches. It needs to be yeah. more over the top every single time. Like, you're holding back. You're holding back. And then every single episode, there's like one moment that makes you like, okay, this show's okay. <laughs> that's,
2: that's definitely kind of it's how like... I feel about it. Is like
1: they still have at least have like one crazy right, thing that happens right, right.
0: Episode. every every
2: episode like it's it's like they know enough to like to like yeah to tease you with like one or two moments per episode where it fucking takes off the weighted like the weighted gloves you <laughs> know and like goes fucking super fucking ridiculous again
1: right like you going to But was it makes join, me but it makes me wonder how in on that, uh, the joke they actually are i like
2: that's the sort of hard thing to tell at this point, right? Is because right. episode one was so was like manic, was so <laughs> fucking manic and deranged that like, I think we were all convinced that this show has to be has to know what it's doing, right? Right. But episode two and three kind of returned back to a almost more conventional sports story again, in a right. way that. It's not necessarily bad, but it's definitely not the main appeal of the show. Yeah, it's starting
1: to remind me of Seiren in that it is like there is something vaguely off about it. But like Doesn't, in, a, in does some not kind of, like
0: it is written by humans. In no. some
1: kind of weird parallel universe, this would be considered a very normal sports show.
3: <laughs> I, think in, so I yeah. think in some ways it kind of is a normal sports show. In like of it's like of that ilk. It is. Ilk, right. I mean, it's not. Yeah. It's nowhere <laughs> near as deranged as Like like maybe yeah.
2: the tropes that Birdie Wing is 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 getting into in episodes two and three are. It's not a it's not a parody anymore. It is unironically right, doing the jobs right. of many conventional sports. Anime. I mean, that's
1: why I'm like that's why I'm comparing it to Siren because I agree with your hero. Siren is much more deranged, but they're both shows that are, in spite of their absurdity, pretty conventional versions of what they want to be. Like hmm. Siren is a pretty like relatively toast romance, if you. Ignore all it's of the remarks about of, ass, sweat and tears of all lust. The
3: specifics are completely ridiculous. Right,
1: right, right, and that is what this show reminds me of. It's because this is a pretty like normal, like shonen style, hot blooded sports anime about intense rivalry and trading your way to the top, and natural talent versus technical skill and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but also the it is like they. They made that same puzzle by putting all of the pieces in this in the wrong place, but they still ended up with the right picture. Like, right. it's
2: it's. I guess I think the show is still early enough that I'm not sure what the full like picture of this show is going to be. Right? Like, yeah. is it just are, are we purely just doing tournaments from now on, or are we going to get back into weird shit? Right? Like the the episode preview at the end of three shows us some kind of like fucking terraforming. Uh, right, uh, uh, like indoor golf arena <laughs> with like a real like you know yeah. yet another like goth mommy golfer mm-hmm. and
3: yeah. big big golf girlfriend,
2: and it's like okay maybe we're getting back into like the weird shit right it's it's kind of hard to tell yeah but...
0: I, I I I find it hard to I, I I I don't if I have to guess and I don't know I don't think we're just gonna like go on tour with Eve right like that my guess we had our. Oh, we had like our legitimate tournament, which, by the way, she had to get into by going to the golf yakuza. So <laughs> yes, huh. that was that, that was that actually was very good. I very good. Fully, um, uh,
3: I fully expect that she will just have to join that that golf academy that was uh, shown briefly I, in episode two. I, 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 I really that's, hope that's we... their golf danger room, you know and. Sure, I yeah, I guess. You will know, yeah, have, I... have to learn uh, the, the the basics of the game instead of just her. I guess I don't really, style. I don't
2: really want, I don't really want a school arc in a show right. that's. I'm not saying this is what I want. Like, I'm saying this is what I expect. You know, 13 episodes yeah. or, or however, but. Yeah. Well, anyways, I will say shout outs to like you know episodes two and three do form a good self contained arc of mm-hmm. um, even Owie facing off against each other right, yeah. and you know they. They golf at hole fourteen, which is famous for its like curved uh uh, uh its yeah, curved yeah. course, right? Yes. right. right. Yeah. And it serves as a great like demonstration of the difference between Owie and Eve's approach to golf, right? Like like Eve only knows how to golf in a straight line. Yep. <laughs> and so she just fucking does the Mario Kart like shortcut skip of trying to just <laughs> drive her ball straight through the forest. Mm-hmm you know, in this, like, L-shape uh, 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 course. And it hits a branch, uh-huh. right, in the <laughs> forest. And so it stops short. And the moment that Eve enters the tournament, tournament proper, and she's at hole 14 right. again, and the, the com- <laughs> the I was lady. like
1: due to speed wagon yeah. narration of like ah yeah, yeah, other, she's gonna yeah, make but, the same mistake again right, <laughs> right the right. lady
2: the lady who's sent a spy on her is convinced ah Eve's got, this is gonna be Eve's downfall yet again cause she never learned how to master this course mm-hmm. she has no technique and Eve just hits the exact same fucking line drive but now that the branch is gone <laughs> it goes all the way through and it's some real fucking shonen like I make my own luck yeah. like, no, fucking no, no, but the thing
1: is is they they leave it they leave it in the middle whether she is actually whether she was actually smart enough to use that trading session against aoi to like break the branch so she could hit it through the next time or whether she's just actually so stupid that she just tries the same thing twice and it actually works this time Somewhere around in between. <laughs> yeah i, mean, like, I,
2: I think I, I think they do imply she's doing it intentionally the second time because now she knows that that branch is gone yeah and she's just so insanely confident in her ability to hit the exact same right lime drive. you still have to pinpoint shot exactly the same way yeah it's it's that's the type of ridiculous that i'm entirely here for right so i think even if eve becomes a more technical golfer but you know after a training arc over the course of this anime Mm. i do hope that they still maintain the absurdity of just like she is this fucking genetic golf freak Uh who (laughs) can just hit balls in ways that nobody else like can and nobody else would ever like reasonably consider because i think that will continue to be the thing that keeps this show like entertaining and fun
0: i think yeah i think if they can stay like within 75 to 80 percent of the absurdity of the first episode it'll still be entertaining yeah <laughs> uh so i am willing to give them some more time and some more leeway here yeah to uh and it's it's not like I didn't enjoy it. Like I still yeah. thought they were fun. The, the episode two. The and three, thing is, so. just like
1: yeah, I, I can't figure out whether they tried to make a show that was out there or whether they were like told to make a show about golf that is more or less like real golf, but also were given a bunch of gotcha ass character designs, <laughs> and we're like, w- what are we gonna do with this? Oh, <laughs>
0: like, and make sure you make sure you show for Gunpla and Pac Man and
1: Pac Man. Uh, yes, yeah. Yes. What what yeah, other pa- Bandai Pa-Kun Namco? Clubs. Uh, oh what? man,
2: that totally reminds me. Kotetsu is sponsored by Pac-Man this oh, season. <laughs> he's this got a Pac-Man on his shoulder. The season man. of Pac-Man.
3: <laughs> wow, sponsoring <laughs> superheroes and golfers. Yeah, I not, see not no not difference.
1: Sure. What what kind yeah, of weird Bandai Namco product placement are we gonna see next? Like, uh, i gonna, he's yeah. gonna pull off her Mystic Art. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I will say,
2: it like. You know, speaking of gotcha character designs, whoever is the character designer for this show certainly has a type, <laughs> yeah. and I'm entirely here for it. I guess yeah. I don't yeah. know.
0: I know exactly. Sure. What I know. Got, I, got, I know
2: exactly what you're talking about. Badass ladies in suits and goth <laughs> mommies and just uh, uh-huh. and
1: uh, Nana from Nana. Uh.
2: So. <laughs> yep, oh
0: my I'm with you on that one. All right. Let's uh go to uh Haran San is indecipherable, that's what I'm gonna keep calling it until mm-hmm. they officially translate it.
1: Have sure. you deciphered her already?
0: Yeah, yeah. If it were not for kaguya Sama, this would be the best comedy this season. I'm Damn. Mm. really enjoying Better it. Better than Spy um, Family? Is,
2: well I, I mean I Spy Family's going for something different.
0: Yeah, I mean like and <laughs> for like the straight up hundred percent we are not taking anything seriously Right. genre. Uh, th- that, yes, I would, this, in, in terms of trying to be funny, but sure. like as your primary objective, but, um, yeah, it's, it's great. They really got the whole deadpan thing going. Cause like I said, the two main characters are like not very talkative. So there's a lot of just deadpan humor that's starting to border into like almost surreal territory. <laughs>
1: getting kind um, of British up in here.
0: Like, they do... Um, They do one sequence where... So, like, they introduce... The next char- Like, the third character they introduce is Aharen's friend who's this, like, really, like, tall, like, six-foot-tall girl. <laughs> and she's, like... She thinks that... At first, she thinks that the main guy's, like, a bad guy, and she's, like, spying on them or whatever, and then they work that out. But... um, They're, like, having lunch, and Aharen... Goes to give her friend one of her meatballs, and she's holding out the chopsticks. And they like they're all, they're, they're like real tight shots, so like like you see this close up of the chopsticks and the close up of her mouth, and then they zoom out, and they're like they're sitting like three feet apart. <laughs> <laughs> and so so then Aharon's like, "All right, let me try again." And they show the close up of the the meatball, and they show the close up of her mouth, and then they zoom out, and this time she she's putting in her mouth, but she's holding like three foot long chopsticks. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, sure and right,
0: yeah. and and it just like comes out of nowhere they never explain that or anything it's just they're like you know what this is going to be a good visual gag it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense exactly <laughs> but it's a good gag um and then more importantly in episode 3 apparently there this is a trend this season but they uh they bring in the the rap jokes okay yeah uh,
2: sure it's just going to become the requisite bit of this yeah. season mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: so like one of the things i like with the with the, the main characters is like while they're both quiet they're not like boring people like they actually like want to have fun and do things
3: mm-hmm.
0: and so they are like you know let's let's go try stuff right and um the main guys like you know i want to get a haronson a Harinsan to open up and be more expressive because she's very quiet and they're, they're trying a bunch of things. There's like a whole montage of like wacky things they're doing and he's Finally, he's like, hey, have you ever listened to rap music? She's like, no. He's he's thinking, you know, rap music is like the most expressive art form of all. Uh Hey,
2: Hey, accurate, sure, yes. And and so
0: far, like, nothing has been getting through to her. And then she puts on the headphones and hears the rap music and, like, something clicks.
2: Oh, man. And so, like,
0: the next day he goes to talk to her and she just, like, randomly pulls out a microphone and, like, a beat starts playing out of nowhere. Yeah, all right. And she starts rapping and... It's funny cuz like the first time and I I gotta say they they do a pretty good job. Like sure. They they're riding the beat, you know? It's it can't, it's, it's just a fucking Rummy uh... bit
1: from The Lonely Island. Yeah, and <laughs> like... then um
0: it's it's funny cuz when they first start she she like drops a verse and it's it's pretty good and then he's like, "Oh, I I guess I have to try this." And he pulls a microphone out of nowhere. <laughs>
2: All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And he's That's like
0: nice. uh my name is Rido, and I'm here to say uh, I'm <laughs> not this school in a major way. And it's, it's like he clearly sucks. Uh-huh, um, okay, okay. And, and so they, they, they get, like, super into, like, rapping, like, all their dialogue is rap, and then yep, uh, okay. they get their microphones confiscated, and they're like, <laughs> well, we could still do it without the microphones, and they try it, and they suck now without the microphones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, alright, you know what? You That's know what? That's good. That's, they know, they, know, what right. yeah, that's, that's they know what they're doing. Yeah, that's <laughs> pretty They know what they're doing here, so... Um, yeah, it's just a real fun, funny show. Um, and, you know, people should check that out if you want some straight-up comedy. All right, well, speaking of rapping, I guess.
2: And speaking of, like, yeah, I guess another comedy on the Ooh, list. Uh, uh, Jesus, yeah. we have so many this season.
1: Don't, surprisingly, about... not as wacky as I expected it would be. Like, yeah, we yeah, talked it's... a little bit. <laughs> so we
0: were talking about your Boy, Kong Ming, boy. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Kong Ming.
0: And we we did talk a little bit about the, that last time. Not quite as wacky as we were expecting, but uh-huh. um, they are taking the music angle of it fairly seriously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, episode two and three is, we're just, are are we three and four now, actually?
1: Yeah. Um Also, what is interesting t- about the show is that they sort of highlight an aspect of the Japanese music industry that is never, ever talked about. Nevertheless, being pretty huge, which is like the nightlife and club scene. Like...
3: Right. Right. She sings in a club, and... You know, is getting gigs at clubs and stuff. Right, I mean, the
2: yeah. thing we kind of talked about is, like I think the thing we all kind of came to appreciate is, like, Aiko is trying to become, like, a real-deal singer, right? Not the usual... Mm-hmm. Um, idol right all she wants to become a, like
1: a diva in the style of like Nami Amuro or Ayumi Hayasaki like right, the, exactly. like explicitly not an idol like
2: yeah and I think that actually in a lot of ways it gives it the material it needs to stand out right yeah. because <laughs> then that is sort of the angle that they have to take for how to get her attention and like how to like you know grow her fan base right is like Eiko's not doing handshake events out here yeah, right yeah. She's, yeah. she's she's, she's doing gigs yeah, yeah she's hustling <laughs> right Um, and in a lot of ways, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's so weird. I, I thought, you know, I mean, I think I'm still mainly here because I'm a romance of the three kingdoms nerd, Uh but like, (laughs) you know, in a lot of ways, the, the, the Juge Liang tackling the music industry thing also works from the angle of like, yes, let's see the peerless tactician take on his next greatest opponent, Uh you know, Exactly, <laughs> right. right. I
1: mean, it's, I think that's the strength of this show. Like even if you're when you're a Romance of the Three Kingdoms nerd, you can see all the fun little in jokes and you can like follow along with like imagine if this iconic character ended up in modern day. And even if you know nothing about Romance of the Three Kingdoms like I do, it's still a funny show about like men from olden times trying right. to figure out, out all of, out of this like story. stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah. It, it's it's a um that little extra bit of absurdity keeps it from being like just a conventional pa work show right, right but yes. like in a lot
2: of ways the normal version of this pa works working girls anime mm-hmm. i don't think would have been as like entertaining like right in, in a lot of ways the the juge Liang,
0: well, if kongming yeah, was just some dude yeah. like kung like, would be up, like,
1: like would be like his like yeah a washed up like rock singer or something f- like or uncle who used to, to be in a band yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: exactly
0: <laughs> I, I will but, say uh, um i'm stealing jet jacket for my next lo-fi indie rock band it's <laughs> 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 a good name yeah but um, um but yeah i i feel like uh they they were building up to something here um Right. where i I do feel like the the latest episode maybe they drag things out maybe a little too much because it's I do a, it's feel a like a little bit I, I do feel like we should have so like the, the, the general idea is that Kongming is like working behind the scenes to apparently hunt down some rapper guy yeah. or something right mm-hmm. yeah and I do feel like we should have found the rapper by the end of the episode
2: <laughs> I would agree I think that. Yeah, Episode 4 maybe suffers a bit too much from the, like... Because, I mean, obviously it's not even the case. I mean, I don't think anybody would fall for it, right? But it's sort of, oh no, Kong Ming and Eiko are, like, splitting up. They're not, like, hanging out together. uh What's uh going on? It's like, we all know, like, well, we're talking about the peerless tactician, Uh courtesy named Kong Ming. Of course he's working on a plan. The man's always got a plan. Right. I think also this is just not the kind of
1: show where you're particularly invested in, like of course we are invested in the relationship because we want these characters to be buddies but like the whole aspect where there has to be like drama or jealousy between them like i don't think that's the angle they should go for i do
2: think they eventually come out the other end with the right message right because mm echo is just like you know what that's fine i'll work on my own stuff right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it kind of shows that her life doesn't just revolve around kong ming that she's like She's got she her own her. thing going she on. Isn't right. just
1: like, she isn't just, like, the pinball he is flippering around. Exactly, like... exactly.
2: And so I think, in that regard, it makes the episode overall work out okay in the end, because it shows, yeah, hey, like, these two got their own things going on, like, they are partners, they're working together, but also, like, they are their own people. And <laughs> so I think I'm fine with that. But I do agree that maybe episode four takes a little too long to arrive at that conclusion. Yeah. yeah. Then again, episode
1: four did have the the manager dude, who was pretty good. <laughs>
2: Yes,
0: yes. (laughs) So says Mr. Stewart. A lot of great english uh, lines. uh,
2: (laughs) That motherfucker looks like he's about to, you know, declare the next uh, King of Iron Fist tournament or something. (laughs) (laughs) He's about to invite everybody to his island.
1: I was gonna say, he looked like he murdered someone and then tried to hide the body and accuse some poor sap of it who then Phoenix Wright has to defend. (laughs) You know, yeah, yeah, that too.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, it's 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 fun, though. I'm looking forward to... I'm, I'm assuming we will find our rapper
1: person next uh, episode. Yes. I mean, there's and five people the dancing in the opening credits. Yeah. Really, Two people yeah. we haven't met yet.
2: And I guess, you know, that'll be... I'll be interested, you know, also from a musical standpoint, right? Because, like, you know, a- I think Aiko's songs are, are good, but also it's not really my genre. Yeah, so, like, yeah.
1: I just hear it, and I'm like, yeah, I think these, nice. are just, these are covers We're... of, like, Club Standards. Like,
2: sure. Right, okay. I believe
3: the... Yeah. Singer they hired is like mainly a cover singer. Mm-hmm. Right, right.
2: I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not doubting creden- her right, yeah, credentials yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. It's just like it's not. It's not a music I'm familiar enough to know. Like, oh, yeah, is this good yeah. or bad? So you know, just me being me. Like, all right, if you're gonna bring a rapper on, okay, let's see mm-hmm. what you got. Like, yeah. let's, it can't. It can't be worse than Hypnosis Mike, right? <laughs>
3: oh God! They're like gonna bring in. Uh... <laughs> you Which, yes, which uh, Legend of Galactic Heroes cast
0: member bring into rap?
3: Oh, God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please don't
3: make
2: this 50 year old man rap. I'm begging you, (laughs) Japanese music industry. (laughs) Hey, man. I like JC. Um, Oh,
1: man. That that does good. Oh, fuck. That hits too hard. (laughs) That that hits hard. Yeah.
2: Oh, shit. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, when, when. When when the when the rap in Haran San is better than Hypnosis, Mike, you, there's, there's a problem. <laughs> oh, but uh, man. anyway, yeah, that's that's a fun show, as, as is our final show on the list. Let's talk about Spy Family.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Um,
1: secure a wife.
0: Secure a <laughs> wife in all capitals. <laughs> yeah.
2: That should uh, that's that that should go up there for like you know. Hmm. There's like that. There's like that Twitter account that just posts really good like video game like missions. Right, right. I'm surprised like secure a wife has not shown up yet in like a Yakuza (laughs) game or something. Yeah, your next objective.
0: Um, but yeah, so episode two and three, we we do get introduced to your the third Mm -hmm. part of our spy family here. Yes. Um, the internet's
1: new waifu. Apparently,
2: (laughs) I got I got a bone to pick. I got a bone to pick. Lich. Okay, well, well
0: before, before we get to that, real quick. Yeah. Uh, just to give my impressions as someone uh-huh. who has not read the manga. Mm-hmm. Like, I knew I knew the gist of the manga, but I don't I know the characters or anything. Right. I guess I was not expecting her to, like, literally be Sayori Hayami. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, or at least, like, that would be more of an act and not act who she actually is. Uh. <laughs> But and mean, I maybe I don't know what's going on exactly with her at the moment, but I was kind of expecting that to be more of an act than like her personality, which was interesting. Mm-hmm. But, um, anyway, like, go, let, let's let's go ahead with the, the waifu discourse here. It's time maybe. for me to go off on this.
2: All right, I got a bone to pick with all these bandwagoning uh-huh, fan artists yeah. suddenly showing up with all this sexy your fan art. Out of nowhere. Everybody had to be like, oh yeah, no, I always like Yor. Yeah, Yor is my favorite character in Weekly Shonen Jump. I just had to do some fan art of her. Where were you all when we were going through the Yor the Briar drought uh-huh. of like 2019? Nope. Uh-huh. When all of us first read this manga and we were all like, goddamn, Yor oh, is the fucking. Smoking, sexiest, <laughs> styling, fucking <laughs> girl to come out of manga in like the last five years, and nobody's doing fan art.
1: I don't you know, man. Can,
2: you, I mean, they were I all mean, too G- busy. They
1: were all too busy doing ch- fan art of Makima.
2: Check oh the burus. You can check the burus by date. Oh, yeah. There's like zero uh, your fan stamp art it. prior yeah. to like 2022. Like, I mean, gee,
1: you're an artist. I'm just saying. Um,
2: like he's, he's I, site. look, I had, imagine, I had other Imagine I when, Chainsaw Man,
1: other when Chainsaw Man anime comes out, the internet oh, will yeah. become insufferable. Yes, yes, <laughs> Makima,
2: will Makima finally dethrone To be as the most drawn girl I on mean, the internet? I've already seen
0: a lot of her, I don't know who she is, yeah. I've already seen a lot of her, so I can't imagine, uh. but, uh.
2: But no, yours is great. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is all to say yours is great. And I'm allowed to say that because I've been a fan of yours since the start. Are we, are we gatekeeping spy family now? <laughs> she was my wife
1: first.
3: <laughs>
2: exactly. Oh,
3: man. Before
2: she was even Lloyd's wife, she was my wife. Oh, my no. goodness. I um. wiped her from her first appearance. It took Lloyd like a chapter oh. and a half. Jesus.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, Joel, yeah, as no. the non manga reader here, what did you think of the uh, episodes? So
0: yeah, hard. i I think <laughs> i I think it was I think it was great. I think the dynamic they have set up is good. Um, the uh the grenade pit wedding ring was the coolest <laughs> uh-huh. thing I've it's seen all season. Good. Um, a yeah. very good. I okay. So the one the one thing I did want to say that I really liked was. You know, I was trying to think how are they gonna like explain the spy hijinks without like giving away secrets mm-hmm. and they kinda just don't care, it seems <laughs> like 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 he gives the explanation of oh yes, my uh I'm just using this new therapy on my patients, which requires me beating them in the face or whatever and she's just and like, like,
3: oh of course.
0: Right. And <laughs> like no no like rational human being is going to buy that, but we don't just don't care. Let's just
2: It's it's kind of the thing of like it's not it's, important. It's it's the one thing about the premise that they have to let happen to allow the joke to flourish, right? right? right. Like, you know, you could be, you can be your, you could be a cinema sins petty dickhead <laughs> and be like, well, Lord, you know, uh, Lloyd should have figured it out because he's like a master spy. But it's like, no, you they, idiot! Like, it's, it's so it's obvious that like you can't yeah. even take,
0: you can't right. even take that that approach. And like,
2: besides, which... I, I think it kind of works because like your is expi- explicitly portrayed to be like just ditzy enough, right. like. I think... Or socially awkward enough that, like, yeah. it's easy to believe that she would buy an explanation that dumb. And also, she's, like, just off-kilter enough that I think for Lloyd, it's, like, to just arrive at the conclusion that she's just kind of a weird lady. <laughs>
1: right. like she doesn't know that much about the world, like. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, I,
2: yeah,
0: I, and I'm not even looking, f- I'm, like, I'm saying that's a good thing. That mm-hmm. Yeah, no, totally, not, yes, yes. They're not spending a whole lot of time trying right. to, like... Work out the details of that, and just yeah. just just roll with it, right? Like
2: honestly, Anya is all you need to like be the linchpin to keep it all together, <laughs> right? Is like she is the she is the obligatory secret keeper in the group, right? right. She knows what everybody else knows, right? And then she, they limit that by you know her
3: being a child, roughly yeah.
2: four year old intelligence, so. <laughs> right? Um. Oh,
3: so lonely without my mama. Um,
4: yes.
2: Yeah. <laughs> sh- <laughs> yeah it's just any time like Anya is just blatantly just mind reading and then just reacting accordingly <laughs> to most like obviously pander to the people she is yeah. reading the minds of is, is a very good bit
0: it is real tough competition for podcast headers this season <laughs> mm-hmm. oh yeah oh yeah, just it's... just
1: you wait
0: <laughs> <It's>, yeah I would almost say I
2: would almost say let's spy family percolate a little bit you might find even better <laughs> options down the line but, uh... oh man
0: Yeah. But no, I, I like, I, I really, I'm really liking it. Um, I think I said last time it was like, I had high expectations and I feel like the expectations have been met. Um, and. Also
1: shout out to the OP, shout out to many OPs. There are a lot of good OPs. Shout
2: out to, I mean, shout out to both OP and the ED. Like the the ED sequence they didn't have until episode three. Yeah. Really, really fun sequence.
1: I mean, both again. Yeah. Just visually and, and musically. I mean op like if you need a reason i my only reason like no i would be happy watching your boy kong ming every week just so i could hear the op (laughs) it's
2: a very good
0: op uh it's it's very good (laughs) um Um, i mean what do you guys i mean from you guys perspective i mean are they
2: doing the manga justice so far yes (laughs) i i would i I would say they are definitely i think I think the only thing I would say, and I wouldn't even say it as a criticism, is more. I think the first three episodes. I mean, even to you, Jill, it, it probably feels a little bit like a pilot, right? Yeah. Like it yeah. kind of feels like
0: they kind of all they kind of all mesh together in my head as one episode.
1: I mean, the thing exactly, is that the exactly. show has a yeah. rather complicated premise.
2: Yeah, and like it, it you takes can't time really summarize
1: like... Spy Family in a single sentence, right? right. And. So they need some time to like set up the ensemble, exactly. set up the because they're gonna have to set up even more stuff with like the school right. and, and so, stuff like that. So,
2: and, and so I think for that reason, I think that I'm glad that you know you're enjoying the first three episodes, and I think I think they are genuinely good. I think for me, I'm even more excited for what's to come right. because now that the dynamic has been established, the family unit has been formed, mm-hmm. the the facade has been established. Right now, we get the jokes about their struggles to maintain the facade and the hijinks that arise from that, right? Like, right. you know, yeah, I think, Door I think has already of... alluded to the fact that she has a brother, right? Yes. So eventually we're going to get the scene of, well, time to convince the brother that we were definitely married. Yes, sir. And that right. this is definitely our child. <laughs>
4: yeah.
0: Uh. I, I, I do think part of my enjoyment is I can see the potential and like my expectations yeah. and not just what happened in these episodes. So, so, um,
2: I, yeah. think, I think we have a lot of fun moments ahead of us, for sure. Yes, it's
0: real good. All right. Well, that's the end of the list.
2: Yeah. We made I mean, it. Honestly, t- talking made about it. this now in aggregate, mm-hmm. yeah, it is a
0: pretty good season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's
2: there's some, there's it's, some real it's fun a, stuff
0: here. It's it's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. there's just a lot of fun shows. So, All right. Well, to wrap things up, let's do our housekeeping. You can check us out at theglorialblog.com. Where uh, again, we did cover a bunch of other shows that we didn't talk about on the podcast. So
1: because they're bad,
0: and, yeah, because we didn't feel like talking about them. Uh, mostly because they're bad. And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at the Glorio Blog. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Amazon Music, Podbean, Stitcher, and of course YouTube, where you can like, comment, subscribe, ring that uh, notification bell, all those good things. And, uh, you know, tell your friends, tell your enemies. Don't catch her next time. Bye!